Welcome to Shana's Soapbox. We're going to spend a short time delving into a topic, be it tech, business, money, or passion, and give you actions that you can take to improve your project or your life. Good morning, everyone. I am pressed for time, which is perfect because I am going to talk about elevator pitches. An elevator pitch is a short description or talk that explains an idea in such a way that anyone, any listener can understand it and you only have a short period of time. The example it says is, oh, you're in an elevator with someone very senior you want to impress and you only have from the first floor to the 10th floor, assuming they're like an executive and they're up on the senior floor, and you have only that amount of time to talk to them, impress them, and maybe get your ask in. So you only have the short period of time. Elevator pitches are typically condensed in 30 seconds, 60 seconds, or 90 seconds. Really I would say your exercise should be to focus on telling your story in 90 seconds or less. Even 30 seconds is a really long time when you practice. The pain of that is the shorter amount of time, the more you actually have to prepare and have it condensed. So the less time you have to talk, the more concise, precise, targeted, effective you need to be. So always know that something shorter is actually much harder than something longer and unbounded. But the value of an elevator pitch is that you need to be effective. You need to ensure that you are communicating clearly and that the other person clearly understands what you are saying. This topic is on my mind because I just came off of the National Small Business Conference hosted by the 8A Association, which if you are a small business interested in doing business with the United States government, which is the largest buyer of products and goods and services in, I believe, the whole entire world, it is the largest buyer in the entire world. So if you are interested in doing business with the United States government and you are a small business, that is the conference to go to. And prior to that, I attended the HubZone conference in Chantilly, Virginia, hosted by the National HubZone Council. And I believe this is the second year they have started their pitch competition. You know, I'm pretty confident about, oh, I'm a good speaker. I'm an effective communicator. So I will participate in the pitch competition. I think it was like 10 people. They had up to 10 people, 90 seconds at a time. You had 90 seconds only to talk. And they had three people on stage to give you feedback. Now, the great part about this was they also provided pre-official pitch coaching. So Gloria Larkin is the founder and CEO of Target.gov. And she was wonderful. She sat with me for, I think, five, maybe 10 minutes and gave me ideas on how to improve. So what... Does an elevator pitch contain? If you were going to write your 30 seconds, 60 seconds, or 90 seconds, but I really encourage you to get to 30 seconds because you have to be very effective in the 30 seconds. Number one, you have to say with who you are, say your name comfortably and clearly. Sometimes I, I, you freak out and you blank on your name. 
So that's the other value of practicing and preparing an elevator pitch is you need to get comfortable saying this. What do you do and how do you do it? What do you do that makes you unique? My name is Shana Cosgrove and I am a principal systems engineer. And then what do you do that makes you particularly special or unique? This is what makes people most uncomfortable in their elevator pitch is not, oh, this is my name and like, hi, my name is Shana Cosgrove. I'm the founder and CEO of Nyla Technology Solutions. We are a full stack software engineering and data science services firm. Okay. Everyone's like, great. Anchored me, brought it down from a broad range of all the things. I know you're a small business and I know what kind of services, except software is extremely, extremely, extremely broad. And sometimes I get even lumped into IT. And so everyone really wants to know what do you do better than anyone else? What is your core focus? And as uncomfortable as this makes you to narrow, to provide your clear differentiation, this is the most valuable thing you can do. It gets to the heart of why you are different and why you are special. My name is Joe Smith, and I'm the NiFi guru on this project, right? Like, hey, you're in the elevator. How's it going on the project? What do you do on the project? Uh, I am the scrum master on that project, and I have really been getting the team to help with their sprint planning and timing so that we've been able to really produce the software at a higher level of production or value, or I've gotten the team to actually talk to their users and understand the three different user personas that we're solving and the core use cases. Wow. So now I know not only are you a scrum master, but you are a scrum master with a passion for really understanding the core functions and who those core functions of your software serve. That's really interesting. Do not be afraid to differentiate. You absolutely have to differentiate in your elevator pitch. So everyone's comfortable. You say your name, then what you do, then really what do you do better than anyone else? And if you don't feel even comfortable bragging, (laughs) I know some people are very uncomfortable patting themselves on the back. Then anyway, so instead of what do you do better than anyone else, what is your very narrow focus? Where are you today? For example, I will say Nyla, We have a deep specialty in the Maryland customer. And for those who are in the know, they know exactly what I mean. And I say we focus strictly on building capabilities. And they know that we are not sitting in, we have no intelligence analysts working for Nyla, right? They know that we're strictly on the capability side of the house. Okay, so what do you actually do on the capability side of the house? What cloud computing platform do you use? Are you familiar with? So for example, in software, we could be extremely good at relational databases. Relational databases, transactional databases is not Nihilus Jam. We are much more comfortable with structured and unstructured data being put in a data lake, putting put in a very large modern database such as Elasticsearch. And that Elasticsearch is typically sitting in a cloud-based architecture, which for us is either a private cloud that the government has built or into AWS C2S, which is the specific Amazon AWS offering for the intelligence community. 
extremely narrow. Now you know where we can start and where our value might be, what holes we can plug. I also differentiate in how we do things, right? So give another example is a lot, a lot of people sell burgers and fries. You can go to big steakhouse. They still sell a burger and fries. And so it is how they develop their burgers. Maybe even where they get their burgers, they start with the absolute perfect ingredients. And that's the ingredient makes all the thing because maybe the steps are the same for everybody else, but it's where they source their ingredients. Maybe it's what they combine their ingredients with. We have truffle fries. Oh my God, love truffle fries. But it is that level of uniqueness, differentiation, specialization, all those words, pick your favorite word. But not only do you have to say what you are, what you do, but what do you do extremely well or what is your unique nitnoid area? I think if you want to go further, you should be ready to have an ask of the person you're talking to. Why are you giving your elevator pitch? Typically, you're often like, oh, I got this. Someone I said, oh, what do I do? Okay. <laughs> what do I do? I got to answer this. I got to say, my name is Shana Cosgrove. I'm the founder and CEO of Nyla, and we provide full stack software engineering and data science services firm. But then I forget to add the differentiation. Ideally, though, really, an elevator pitch is to be the start of a conversation. And I think that's what's so often we, we lead people to executing on the pitch and forgetting that it is the start of a conversation. So an elevator pitch is to be the start of a conversation. What do you want? Do you want the executive to realize you are the most special person in the world and raise you up and give you a huge promotion and let you, you know, rule this whole division and tell everyone how it should be done? What is the conversation that you want the person to remember? But do, when you think of an elevator pitch, what are the things they might be asking for you? What might be the next step after an elevator pitch? Because there's a reason you're opening your mouth or they're talking to you. It's to be the start of a relationship. It's to understand how you two might help each other, how you might grow together. But an elevator pitch is to be the start of a conversation, a continued conversation and a relationship. I would also add in something about maybe you have a hook or something interesting to add. So who you are, what you do, what you really specifically do, get in the nitnoid details. And then can you make it interesting? Can you make yourself stand out? I think great examples of making yourself stand out might be humor. Do you have a joke that goes with it? Like, I just attended the conference and the small business office from Defense Intelligence Agency told a bunch of dad jokes. <laughs> and some were very funny. I still remember that. So he told the whole series of dad jokes. Do you have a joke that you can say? Do you have an analogy? I had a customer who once said his job was like pushing up cold spaghetti <laughs> up a slide. <laughs> I will never forget it. It was so funny and so accurate. Do you have something that will further make you stand out and be memorable? What will be your sticky factor, right? So what can you say that's the sticky factor? And if humor is not your thing, is there something of value that you could provide someone? 
hey, I could do a quick assessment on your website. So for my marketing company, we can do a quick evaluation of the website or I looked at people's LinkedIn and I give them two seconds on what they could do. Is there something that you could immediately provide value? Can you share some piece of knowledge right away that someone is like, wow, that was really useful. Thank you. So an elevator pitch is to be the start of a conversation. And one of the best ways you can provide in a conversation is to provide value from someone else. Now, I will also say something that is not talked about enough for an elevator pitch, if rarely, is it's not just simply about talking. It is about presentation. So your body language, body language is everything. Can you imagine me telling you that Nyla is the very best full stack software engineering firm while I am biting my nails and my shoulders are slumped over and I'm looking extremely uncomfortable. It's hard to imagine that you'd hire a company where the owner can't even say with confidence or look someone in the eye, right? So you need to roll those shoulders back, exhale, speak slowly and carefully. I know you only have 30 seconds, but you got to slow down because the slower you are, the more people are able to actually listen to what you're saying and receive what you're saying. So think about your body language. Does your body language match what you're saying? You could even totally botch the words. Maybe you shove everything into 45 seconds and you spoke a mile a minute. But did your body language match, right? So what if you are terrible at elevator pitches and you actually need to practice when it was most important? But what if you conveyed an excitement and passion for what you were doing and it just came off of you? So remember, people are not going to remember your exact words, but they're going to remember your energy, your excitement, your interest. Are you talking about your work and you look dead in the eyes? So even if you're like, yeah, I'm the NiFi guru, but your tone, your body language is like, and this is the very last thing I want to do, right? So (laughs) their takeaway might be like, I got to get this person into a different role. So think about your body language. Do some power stretching beforehand. Open up, roll those shoulders back. Maybe have a little practice. But you want to relax, have those shoulders back, chin neutral, looking directly at the person, looking into their eyes. Oh, I know that's another uncomfortable one, but it's important that you're making a connection, that you're not looking at their shoulder or off in the distance. So you have to also have your body language match what your words are saying. So think about your body language as well. And back to what do you want the next steps to be? Do you want a one-on-one meeting with a person afterwards? Do you want to talk to them about specific pain points and your ideas for resolving those pain points? So remember, it is not just a talk at someone. No one wants to be talked at. It is the start of a conversation. Always remember that, that there is someone out there listening. And what is your ask or relationship? What can you provide a value to the person? And what would you like the next steps to be? Go to my website and download my free white paper, or I have a tool, sign up for my newsletter. Meet me in the break room. I'd love to like walk you through the product. I'd love to hear your thoughts on this or 
What book are you reading? I'm reading the same book. I'd love to talk about that. So an elevator pitch is not just a succinct summary of who you are and what you're doing, but also it should be the start of a dialogue. So think about the different people that you might interact with and what you might have with them. So if you are skulking at your desk, hiding from the executive that's coming around because it makes you really nervous, just think like, if they say, hi, what are you doing? What would be your answer? And then what would you want the next steps to be? I did participate in the HubZone pitch competition. So I will share a link to that in my show notes. I think I did a pretty good job. I was really, really worried about the time. So I actually wrote all of my words down. And my pitch is always, always involves ending with answering Nyla. People ask me where I got the name Nyla for Nyla Technology Solutions all the time. And the answer is, it is my mother's name, Nyla. And she always said it like that, Nyla, N-Y-L-A, Nyla, (laughs) Nyla. I don't know where her parents got the name from. I never had the luxury. Maybe I'll call my aunt after this and ask, but that was my mother's name. And my mother was a real badass. And she wanted the best for everybody. She brought her best to everything. She was very intense and energetic and excited. In fact, they told this story where she had actually busted her shoulder. She dislocated her shoulder at a retreat where they were gardening. But my niece was with her. My baby niece, I think my niece was like three or four at the time. And my mother was just so thrilled to be a grandmother. She loved her granddaughter with all her heart, her granddaughter, Eleanor. And she loved gardening and she just loved being a help that she actually delayed getting her shoulder fixed. But that's how happy she was. And that's how much she threw herself into it, even though she wasn't really physically able at that time to do it. But that's where Nyla comes from. It is my mother's name. And whenever I get nervous, it's my anchor to come back and say, what am I doing and why? They also said to repeat your name at least three times or repeat your company name three times. That might be super awkward in a 30-second one. I'm Shana Cosgrove. I'm Shana Cosgrove. But it is bare repeating that at the end, this is why you always say at the beginning, here's what I'm going to tell you. I'm going to tell you how to do an effective elevator pitch. And at the end, I'm going to remind you that I told you how to do an effective elevator pitch. So... Make it short and effective. What's your name? What do you do? And what is your very narrow focus that you do better than anybody else? And think about your body language. Does your body language reflect a passion and energy for your work? Is your body language in line with the words that you're saying? And finally, something that's often not brought up for the elevator pitch, but what is the next step? What do you want? It is the start of a relationship. It should be. Either it stopped the relationship dead in the tracks, it's never going anywhere because it was so horrible, or it's intriguing. My other tip for elevator pitch is it's not the end of the world. It is just a brief moment in time. And what really happens is that people need repeated interactions, no matter how amazing your elevator pitch was. If you knocked, if you were that 1% of the 1% who is just killer at elevator pitches, right? Not everyone is. And not everyone makes their living doing pitches. 
And that's not even the end all be all because at the end of the day, you still have to follow through on your promise and be good at the work. You have to be able to execute. So remember, it is the start of a conversation and it is repeated interactions that form a relationship and form someone's opinion of you. It is not that one strict moment in time. And this elevator pitch applies to all mediums. It applies to how you come across on LinkedIn, how you send an email. It applies to your voicemail. It applies to your in-person. And if you are doing it in the written form, please make sure you get the person's name correct. (laughs) I have gotten emails and my name is in my email. So if you wrote my email, you have my name and you have my name spelled properly. And I know lots of people, I have messed up on people's names, but you got to get someone's name correct and make sure you have good punctuation. So if it's in written form, your punctuation and grammar matter as much, and at least you have time to correct it. I hope this was short and succinct and interesting for you. Let me know your thoughts on what makes a great elevator pitch. Share your stories about elevator pitches you've done that maybe you bombed or funny or ones that you've seen that were just absolutely amazing and we should share with the crowd. So thank you for listening. And I look forward to telling you about my unique special things that I do better than anyone else. This podcast is sponsored by Nyla Technology Solutions, an SBA certified 8A hub zone, woman-owned small business specializing in full-stack software engineering and data science services to the U.S. government. Our innovative solutions are built to match the speed of mission. For more information, partnering opportunities, and new job openings, please visit our website, www.nyla.io.